The following was recorded in front of a live studio audience at the Studio 21 Podcast Cafe. This is the United Podcast Network. It's the Cigar Authority After Show, and it's brought to you by Roma Craft Tobacco. Since 2010, Mike Rosales and Skip Martin have focused on the simple and time-honored task of combining quality tobacco, experienced craftsmen, and the right amount of time to bring you cigars worthy of the legacy of the centuries of premium cigar craftsmen that came before them. Whether you are revisiting the anti-prohibition era mindset of intemperance or getting in touch with your more primal side with a Cro-Magnon and Neanderthal, you are sure to find a blend in the Romacraft house of brands that fits the exact balance of flavor, strength, and body you are looking for in that moment. When you're finally able to take a short break from the world to relax and enjoy a cigar, the last thing you need is a complicated sales pitch. Simple, yet substantial. Tobacco, talent, time. Romacraft Tobacco. The after show, the after show, the after show. Here we are. This is the show after the show. And we have with us is Eric Newman from J.C. Newman with a new product that's coming out in a couple of weeks. Yeah, you believe that, don't you, David? We told you this last year and the year before. I yeah. know. It's been a long time coming, but this is a truly unique thing. Maybe it existed years ago or no. You think this might, might be a first? Could have been. This is the first cigar that we know of that's been totally made of American tobacco, American filler, American binder, and American wrapper. Called wow. the, now it's called the American. Being perfect. And you had this old this brand from way back? The, we have pictures of our cigar factory in Ybor City. That was owned, built by the Regensburg family in 1910. We have a picture of the factory was built, and they had a flag on top called the American. In fact, that's the picture that's oh. right here in our box. All right. Wow, beautiful looking. The, the packaging looks old school. It looks like an old, um, what you would see in the turn of the century. Um, and the box is even made in the United States. Oh, my son is obsessed. He think he's, I, I thought he was a little bit wacky. First of all, you want to bring hand scar making back to... This is Drew friend, Newman, who, and Drew, this is his first project. Fourth generation. Well, his, fourth, his, his first cigar project, he had the website. He had a lot of things he's been yeah. working on. He's handling all of our issues with FDA. Duke wanted to bring... We used to have three or 400, not we, in the factory, three or 400 hand scar makers at its, at its heyday in this factory. And a few years ago, Drew said, Dad, I want to bring back hand cigar making into our factory. I said, son, that's a lousy idea. It's a t terrible idea because American labor making cigars by hand is eight times what we pay people, What the not we pay people, what the rate is in, in Nicaragua. We sure. make our brick house. But he said, Dad, I want to do it. I said, uh, well, so, okay, son, you can, you know, it's, it's your idea, your project. I said, you can wait till your mother and I die. And get your inheritance. <laughs> Blow it, get now. it now. Get it now. It's like it's it's a lousy idea. Yeah. He said, not only that, Dad, I want to make an all American cigar. Everything in it with America, American wrapper, American binder, American filler, made with American molds, American. Um, and this is a good play um, for America, American Bach. This is before Trump said make America I, great absolutely. again. Absolutely, that was exactly what was going to come out. That Donald Trump should love this. It's an all-American. You want to shut this company down? I don't think so. You should. Kind of a genius play, yeah. really, if you think about Political it. Political play. Well, it wasn't for actually. Part of it is, um, you know, we're under threat of regulation. Yeah. We are being regulated by FDA. We think that handmade cigars, pure handmade cigars, will get some relief. Machine-made cigars probably won't. 
We've been spending the last 10 years trying to bring politicians into our factory to show like the scars we make in our factory on our antique scar machines are close to handmade. Yeah, it's a same thing. made them. You made oh, them. Yeah. Yeah. Old machines. Then they are machine made. But in case the worst comes to worst comes to worst, in addition to having a, a great idea of the product, uh, we'll still be have a factory that we can still make cigars in Tampa. That was our plan. All right. I can't wait any longer. Can we yeah, light can we, one of yeah. these up? Well, let me tell you what's in it. Okay. Right. The wrapper. You know, we have a, not only is my son wacky a little bit, my, our, our other uh, top cigar retailer in the country, like yourself, is Dave Jeff Borshowitz, who also had a dream. Florida used to grow a lot of tobacco up until the 1970s in Gadsden County, not too far from Tallahassee. And Jeff had an idea. He wanted to grow tobacco in Florida. Another lousy idea. But yeah. 40 years. 40 years. And there's a reason why you don't make cigars in the United States. Labor's too expensive. Same with tobacco. But he, there's a place in um, Claremont, Florida, not too far from Orlando. And he started growing tobacco about five years ago. We read all about it, all these books about growing tobacco. First crop was small, got bigger and bigger. And he started to grow this wrapper, called it Florida Sungrown Wrapper, Florida Sungrown Tobacco. Um, another company, Real Estate, got the filler. We got the wrapper. That's a wrapper. It's very uh, spicy type of wrapper tobacco. Very expensive. Which is an, uh, another story. We use Connecticut Broadleaf Binder. And what are you going to do for American filler? There's no long filler made in this country. So we got the Mennonites in Pennsylvania to grow some uh, filler for us. And that we, that's the heart of our filler blend along with... Some, just for you. Just for us. Wow. Along with some Connecticut seed uh, long filler in there too. But we have, we have a real struggle bringing the cigars in here. Um, the whole concept, it's a box of, of 20. Um, the box costs $20 a piece. No kidding. Because it's made in the United States. Sure. Made in Miami. You could get the same box for $6. But do say, no, I want everything... American. So every, the whole thing is American here, through and through the ink, the paper, the label, the molds, everything. So I always said when I go to these factories and I said, if they were to try to make a cigar in the United States, it would be $100. Well, let me tell you about, about this tobacco. Um, we were always after Omar Atez, our factory manager at Penza, J.C. Yeah. New and Penza. We want to get the best tobacco at the best price. Best tobacco at the best price. This tobacco, we sent down in a container, uh, funny story, t two years ago. And when you send anything out of a container, you have to have a, an invoice, bill of lading. So we put the price in there, but I didn't want to see him that. He ended up opening the envelope, and he, he saw this the price of the tobacco. The first price was like $45 a pound. He fell on the floor laughing. He said, you, us, the Newmans, after you get good tobacco at a good price, then you get this stuff, and it's small tobacco. It was hard to work with, and, and you're paying $45. When I say $45 a pound, it costs more than that because that's for the whole thing. Uh, you have to sort it out. you got yeah. shrinkage and tear. And, and Anyway, it's a very special. I know all too well about shrinkage. <laughs> well, as you get older, yeah. a lot, it was a lot in the pool. Are, there we go. We have uh, Right now we have two rollers. You know, most cigar makers are paid on a piecework basis in all the factories. The more cigars you make, the more money you make. But this tobacco was hard to work with. We don't have a real handmade cigar factory yet. So the rollers have to strip the tobacco. They have to sort it. And we say, just save the, the big leaves for the bigger c c c cigars. And so we say, okay, we'll pay you a good rate of pay. We just make 100 cigars a day. That's it. 
We want you to make the best 100 cigars a day. So you're intending to make the best cigars, not the most cigars. Right now we have two rollers. We're making 200 cigars a day, which is 10 boxes, boxes of 20. So um, we introduced uh, finally about uh, a month before the trade show in Vegas. We sent it to Jeff Borshowitz. It's his wrapper for Corona. We did it. He has a store in Tampa. Very, very nice store. Got Beautiful. one problem with it. It's called Davidoff. Except for Davidoff. We went to call Corona or something. Yeah. Or Diamond Crown, but it's Davidoff. We introduced it there, and uh, we sold out. Uh, <coughs> we gave each, each store 40 boxes per store, and they sold out. And not only sold out in, in a day and a half, we took our we have a big introduction. We had, we took our employees there on a Friday night, and we had a, a couple boxes that we took the cellophane off because when you you know when you take a picture of a cigar for a website for advertisement, cigars photograph better without the cellophane. Sure. So we had a couple boxes for our own people because I don't want to have our employees come there and have to pay the cigar pay for the cigars. So we put them behind the counter. So the next day we sold out the boxes, and I called up Tommy, the manager, said we want to bring our box back because it, it's not, not for sale. We had some extra ones there. So was that the cigars that didn't have the cellophane? Yeah, it says for our employees. I didn't know that. I sold those too because people, people want everything. Yeah. Anyway, we are, we're going to start having the, the delivery. We have uh, six boxes coming to you in a couple weeks. For three stores and an online oh, total okay. of six boxes. But David, that's twice. Everybody else is getting oh. three boxes here. We See, this is how it really works behind the mm -hmm. scenes. Of this is the after show. This is like six boxes. Really? Can we so, smoke the damn thing? Absolutely. Yeah, we're have, almost ten minutes in. I got it for you. I got it for our, our guest out here. Oh, nice. Um, have a a robusto. Thank you, robusto. Barry, one, I'll grab one fed solid. And if Ed, and if well, can you pass we'll it? Grab to, one for you, Lawrence. Yeah, hey, wait a minute. Yeah, I, I need, I need, need one. Thank you. I took your cigar. You could. I got the to, most. To lays in. <laughs> Put a couple in your pocket there, Ed Sullivan. <laughs> All right, so we're we're talking Florida Sun Grown wrapper, Connecticut raw leaf binder, and the Amish as the Pennsylvania filler, along with a little. Connecticut Havana seed. Well, it tastes like a factory in Nicaragua. Well, it's uh, on oh, the cold draw. Anyways, all all made in Tampa. Mm. We have two. Our goal is, um, you know, with our our renovation of our factory. Drew wants to build a hand scar making factory up on the third floor, not far from where Mr. Jonathan <laughs> and I smoked cigars. Mr. Jonathan and I smoked That's cigars. That's smelling it. A few years ago, a few about six months ago, you were in mm. Tampa, and. Um, it's got a sweet smell. Hope, to hope it. you enjoy it. It's funny. We started getting this. We started making the cigars two years ago, and they're all most with small leaves. And we told Jeff, "This is what we can give you." It's all robusto. Jeff said, "We have four sizes: robusto, toro, torpedo, and Churchill." And Jeff says, "You're, you're making too many robusto. I need the big size." I said, Jeff, if, you're, if you grow bigger tobacco, we'd yeah. be able to, be able to make more longer. Now, just the guy, the guy selling you the small little leaves complaining he wants bigger cigars, right? Now, yeah. Dave, we had a version of this with Jeff when we were down there. Yes, we did. Yes, we did. And it was in a bundle. We were up in his office, me yep. and Ed. Yep. And he said, I want you to taste the finished product. I have smoked this <laughs> along the way for more Four than years. a couple of years. Right? <laughs> yeah, when I was down there, you had, uh, you had the... I think it was two editions of it. You had, we'll call it last year's and this year's, and I think this year's is the one that made the the final cut because you had some. We had a problem. Burn issues or whatever. We had a problem. We had a draw issue. 
Our problem is, before we got with the Mennonites, we're using some binder tobacco as filler. And it wasn't, it wasn't stripped properly, and we tried to do it in, in, in internally before we got the uh, Mennonites involved. We had some, some raw issues, so we had to put those aside. And we, Drew wants to age these at least six months. I want to, we make them for two years, so let's just sell the damn thing. <laughs> just get them out. But he's, he's, he's slow and deliberate. So this is um, the American. Any you, got one, you got one shot to make Listen, a first good impression. That, that's just it. Yeah. You know, when you're doing something that really hasn't been done before, it's going to take longer than, you know, doing something that people have been knocking out for quite some time. This is Big Red Gum. Oh, 100%. The cinnamon from Big Red Gum. <laughs> it's right there. Uh, Eric, any static from the other family members? And you don't have to answer this. Uh, with Drew yeah. Yeah, you do. jumping the in show. <laughs> and, and kind of taking control over projects like the American and wanting to revamp the uh, everything Jason we do. Newman experience. And <laughs> he's, he's a guy with a lot of ideas. So is there any pushback from other people besides just you? Well, Drew was the <laughs> – does Bobby hate him? <laughs> <laughs> no, Bobby loves, loves my, my son. Bobby's got two kids. One's yeah. still in college. One, Dawson just got out of college. And Do you hate any of his kids? And, yeah. You know, you want to make it even? It's a beautiful family. Not at all, but there. Dawson loves the business. So is Pax. And Dawson was, uh, came up here a couple of years ago when the father and son yes. did. And yes. he was thrilled because David made a big deal out of it. And he just loved, loves the business. Well, the too. event was Dawson Newman. And, oh, and his dad will be here. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> On the marquee. Yeah. That's right. He's never, nobody ever did that for him before. He thought that was really cool. Good. My father used to be big, big shit. You know, he's nothing. You know, yeah. I'm the big, big shit. He's here. Anyway, so this is, this is uh, Drew's idea. And uh, why I couldn't we have them? Because we've had Eric and, and uh, Dawson. Why couldn't we have? Uh, Good. I'm sorry. We had Bobby and Dawson. We could yeah. have Eric and Drew. Sure. But Drew's a big shot now. He's not a big shot. Yeah. Do, you, do you think you can make that happen, Eric? I think we can. All right. I think I think we can. But anyway, this is you know Drew's Drew's project, and um, he signs every box. He has a label here. He puts the crop size and and the, the crop year, and he just he takes it personally. In fact, took a lot of pride in that man. We uh, we selected uh, just a handful of retailers who made this first cut. Uh, certainly, you're thank you. your top thank of the list. You. Thank you very much. He's going to be calling you just to make sure that's in in the, the, the right spot. You and I had a conversation yesterday in Nashville about certain cigar brand. Make sure, sure it's the the right place. And <coughs> if a retailer understands how special this product is, all that went into it. The limited limited edition, and like any project, we learn by our mistakes. Um, even Drew did. Drew did also. The first cigars didn't draw like we would, so we went back to the drawing board. The first boxes he made, in fact, we bought fifteen hundred boxes from a guy in Miami, were a box of ten. Uh. Drew, Drew had an idea, not that bad. Box of ten, sell for less price. But the problem with that is, you can do the math. The box costs you know twenty dollars. <laughs> you put ten dollars. You put uh, 10 cigars in there, it's $2 per cigar just for, for the, the box. Package. So I said, so we went back to the drawing board, bar, drawing board and made a box of, of 20 as an example. And and we learned along the uh, way. There's a learning curve here. And he's getting yeah. smarter and smarter. Again, he wants to put in, now he wants to make the American, wants to make other other cigars. There's one called the Admiration he wants to make with some uh, Nicaraguan tobacco. We bought- In uh, Tampa, though. In Tampa. Uh, wow. And, uh, you know- 
after the embargo, all the other factories went out of business. What saved our factory back in the early 60s was Cameroon tobacco, Cameroon yeah. wrapper. My, my, my father put on a Questeray number 95, really helped the Questeray brand, help us persevere, keeping cigars in Tampa, making cigars when all the other people were using Cuban cigars, Cuban tobacco, and it didn't, didn't go anywhere. I mean, without the, that's why when they couldn't get Cuban tobacco, they all closed or moved offshore yeah. or sold out. So we got these. Uh, we got some Cameroon tobacco. Wants to make a Cameroon cigar called the 1954, which is the official year that our factory opened up in Tampa. Made some samples. They're really good. But again, with two rollers, we're making ten boxes a day. Yeah, he, he wants he, he wants to get twelve rollers up there. What does the oh wow import look like? It's because you're not importing this product. So is there problems with the FDA with it? Is there problems with S chip because you're making it in the United States? You don't have to import them. We don't import the, the tobacco, but we still pay the excise taxes. There's no, you know, we, we pay uh, from the finished product. Yeah, there's yeah, okay. There's, but there's there must not be an issue with FDA because you don't have to bring these into the country. They're made here. They're made here, but you know, the FDA's issue isn't where the tobacco where the cigars are made. It's just all cigars, whether it's made in the United States, whether it's made offshore. There's yeah, no because they make cigars in the United States now. No, I understand that, but Boots, there's no sweets, right? There's no. Um, well, you, probably no S chip, right? Because it's not it's not imported. There is. There's a we pay. Everybody <laughs> pays forty cents a cigar. You used to be a nickel. Now it's forty cents. It's not whether it's imported or not. It's whether just the first sale. Yeah. So whether cigars made in Tampa or Tallahassee, they don't make cigars in in Esteli. It's the same same yeah. same forty so cents. Inside that box is a little book. You brought the American story. Drew is very uh, gracious. Gets it, I guess he gets it from his mother. He wanted to give credit to everybody that was helping with this project. Everything is American. It's the American cigar story. And he has pictures and the stories. He has a quote for, from my grandfather said, this is Grandpa JC, it's four, four lines. I could not help but realize more than ever what a great country this is. It's filled me more than ever with deep pride to be an American. Nice American cigar. So Drew has uh, kept this here. Here he has a picture of my grandfather in a story, our factory with the American in a story, American label. Picture of my his wife Ariel, my daughter-in-law, was, was ins inspirational to helping Drew make this project. Story of Ebor City. Story of our factory. Story of our two rollers. We have two rollers, both from Cuba, Lewis and, and Jenny. Uh, the Godfather's Tobacco, Jeff Borshowitz. Nice. And not to blow your, not to blow smoke, but uh, you and the only other retailer I've seen that has the vision and passion about this industry is you and Jeff. Uh, Jeff. Uh, he's a good man. Jeff. He's very good. Borshowitz. Yeah. If you just rename that that cigar. The cigar shop in Tampa with a different name. Yeah. <laughs> that, that'd be great. Instead of your competitor, right? You say you know John Foster? I do. He grows yeah. the yeah. Remember, remember we Yeah, we, we interviewed him. We interviewed him and uh, went to Connecticut and uh, did a show from the tobacco fields. And we actually had to bring uh, marine, battery. marine batteries because there's no electricity <laughs> out there. And we actually did a live show from there. You huh. Go back to our archives. Uh, that was years ago. Connecticut, they've had ten generations of cigar yeah. of, of tobacco growers there, and John was where we get our tobacco from. The guy who the Mennonites, I don't know who this guy is, but he's growing tobacco for us. God bless him. And he only does it for you, only for us. Wow. So, so there's no other cigar that can taste like this because you have 
two tobaccos and nobody well, else has. You have Rapa, and you're the only one that gets the Rapa from, um, from Jeff. From yep, Jeff. Yep. No one else. That's correct. And, and the Mennonites making a tobacco just for you. You know, I'm not yep. far into this, but this is really unique, and I mean that in the you, best way, yeah. because I think it's got a lot of spice to it, which I like, you know, the spice on the yeah. tongue, but usually every other cigar I've had that has that characteristic has an earthiness or, you know, kind of a muddy, darker flavor. Especially when you're dealing with American tobacco. They, but they, they, this is earthy. Yeah, this is incredibly good. It's bright. I think it, it was worth taking the time. I will pass it on. And even compared to the one we had with Jeff, which was, I think, the version before this. Okay. I, I prefer this one. Well, th well, thank you. You have good taste, Ed. Uh, <laughs> else in this booklet is... Kind of guy Nick Cucutro. He makes all the scar molds for everybody in the in the world, probably. Yeah. He lives about fifty miles from Tampa. Mm. Interesting enough, his uncle was my sixth grade teacher. Wow! <laughs> no kidding. And, which which goes back a long time yeah. ago. Here's the fellow Glenn Walk who designed the label, the packaging. Tyler Sto Storms. Look at this. Everybody who had anything to do with it. Isn't that nice? The, the designer of the label. Mm. This is a guy, Tyler Storms. He works for us. He designed the uh, label in Tampa. Laura Sfat, who is she? Oh, she's uh, a designer. She helped design uh, the booklet. We have... Uh, Even the booklet. Here's a guy, Made Jason, in America. Jason Chinook. Yeah, Chinook. I know Jason. He actually label, makes a lot of packaging for cigar companies all over the country. Doug uh, Drenberg is the fellow that owns the, uh, the printer company. Oh, this is a Laura... She's, what is she? Oh, she's the artist. We sent her a bunch of pictures of these people. She came back and made the drawings. Oh, okay, the so booklet. It's, it's part, of the, part of the American story. The it's beautiful. beautiful. So you mentioned that two guys' smoke shop's going to get six boxes. Yeah. Will reorders come at a faster pace? Hmm. More than every three years? <laughs> every. They won't two make, rollers, they, though. Right, they won't make it online for online customers. Obviously, this is going to be two boxes per store. Yeah. But... For the people that want it, the demand's going to be higher than the amount that's shipped. Yep. So they just have to come to. How guys. often will we see six boxes? Maybe every or more. Uh, three times a year. That's the goal. Wow. This is really three limited. Three times a year, we're going to get six boxes. But you're worth it, Jonathan. I want them all. I know. <laughs> I know. So what are we talking? We're smoking. This is the robusto. Yes. What are you talking for a retail price on this? About uh, fifteen fifty. Okay. If I would do, came out so a lot things. less than a hundred, as I said right. for years, it would be. Oh, I was as I told Drew, this is such a lousy project. I mean, you'll never make up your investment. And he said, well, that so those are compromised. The cigars go from fifteen fifty to nineteen dollars retail. Yep. But so it's American uh, labor and all that stuff. It's actually there's probably not profit there. A know, labor, labor, not labor a of love. There's right. not a lot left. It's Drew's inheritance. That's okay. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> But you know, it, it, I, I think politically, not only is it a good cigar, but politically, it's a it's a good move. It's a good chess move. People right will there. buy it just for the story. Yeah, we would it. have we would have supported you anyways. You it's just can. a nice bonus that it's good. I was nervous. <laughs> well, I'm, we were nervous and you couldn't draw through it. <laughs> we really, it was so embarrassing because we, we we made the cigars two years ago and we we uh, kind of stuck along the way. But you want to give it that's six months of aging and. We had some draw issues. Then we tried to put holes. I said, let's start again. Absolutely. And it's, to make a cigar, to make a hand cigar, you need a cigar factory like in Dominican or, or Nicaragua. It takes a lot of labor. You know, there's 
two or three hundred hands of go, going through the tobacco. You have to bulk the tobacco, ferment, strip it, then repack, rebulk it again, and put it in the bales. And and it just and we don't have that op. We don't have the space. We don't have the expertise in Tampa. So we got these our, our Cuban rollers here, and they're helping us with us. The tobacco that we get from Jeff, we send it down to to uh, Nicaragua where it's bulked and fermented. Then we uh, split it. We take the wrapper. The uh, filler goes to Drew Estates for the FSG brands, and uh, they've been quite well. I mean, you go see Jeff at the show. Yeah. He's part of the Drew Estates booth, and he's done a good job marketing the FSG filler. Yeah. He's had in the market for two years, but nobody has ever, ever seen what Florida Sungone tobacco looks like because the FSG brands has filler. Well, you, unless yeah. you cut open the cigar, well, that's, you know, which is the filler? Which is it? Then it's hard to smoke. Talk which, about a bad draw. Once right? you cut it open, it doesn't work at all. <laughs> so this is the actual wrapper. And then we, we don't have the selectors. We put in three different colors. You know, in, the, in a cigar factory, you have 10 different colors or whatever yeah. with the uh, Dominican and, and Nicaraguan labor. So we're, uh, we're going to get you know continue to get better and better at this. But the first this isn't the first shot because you huh. talked about smoking the cigars with Jeff two yeah. years ago or last year. and. Even uh, Jonathan and I smoked some in Tampa. So um, these are a coming attraction. Um, so awesome. And uh, it's it's great to start this out with two guys and, and with you, David. And uh, it is very, very spe special. It's my son's first project. His, yeah, you got to be proud of him. He pulled us all the way through, man. Wow. He is. And I am very, very proud of Drew. He's got a real passion for this. As much as I balked at it. I'm more of a pragmatic guy. Sure. I said making hand cigars in Tampa doesn't have an economic doesn't make economic sense. Not with the labor what it is, it just and the expertise, but uh it's such a cockamamie idea, it's gonna probably be successful. So now when somebody goes for a tour when it opens up uh in twenty twenty, yep. will people be able to see them making the cigars there? Will that be part of it? That'll be part of it. That's on the third floor. We hope to Drew's a visionary. I, I told Jeff Borschwitz, you're, you're crazy too. So your son, Jeff said, Drew and I are not crazy. We're visionaries. Okay, you're visionary. I'm not sure what the difference is. But the same thing. There you go. But Drew wants to put a, you know, the old, in Ebor City, they had readers. You know, the, the lector. Sure. Read the news of the day. He wants to get a reader. Oh, okay. my goodness. I said, that's, that's, that's crazy. But he wants oh, to. Thinking, thinking in terms of the tour. Of people going on the tour, it makes perfect sense to really be able to bring them back in time and show them because you can go on and see factories in third world countries and they don't have lectors. This really is going to be a nice way to bring them back in time in a, in a building that you can go back in time through. Except I hear you're updating the bathrooms. I'm a little yeah. disappointed with that. <laughs> can you just leave one that's normal so I you know can feel like I'm at home? Earlier, I was. Oh, it's it's it's. it's <laughs> I was telling Jonathan with the factory was built in 1910. We had state of the art bath. We have eight eight restrooms in the factory was built in 1910. They were state of the art then. They haven't been updated in 100 years. <laughs> yeah. So that's part of our renovation and part of our celebration and we're got celebration part of our big well, investment in the factory. We're going to make it ADA compliant. We're tripling the size of our museum. We're going to put in a factory store, which probably needs some guidance from you, Dave, because we're pretty good at making cigars. We don't know crap about running a store. Yeah. Run, run a shop. And well, it's easier than make easier than making a cigar in the United States. So. Yes, it is. <laughs> I'll tell I you mean, that. Eric, I've got good news for you. Someone once explained to me the difference between a vision and a hallucination is whether anyone else can see it. So right. you've at least <laughs> Thank got, you, Ed. You've yeah. at least got, you know, both Jeff and Drew seeing the same thing. I am old school. I would never have done this. Like, you know, I was joking about his inheritance. That's what's, nobody would make 
cigars for two years and not sell the first cigar. Yeah. Then when you first started to work on the first ones, they weren't right. And, and aging it for six months just seems excessive. Um, it helps. Fuente does that, so that's what Drew was trying to model after after the uh, Fuente. So well, this kind of reminds me of another Fuente product in that it's going to be so limited. With the, the FFOX. Yeah. <laughs> which, which also was an innovator because it was the first person to get wrapper mm -hmm. from Dominican, and this is the first to do wrapper from Florida. That's true. Somebody, you know, Dominican has grown after the Cuban embargo. So many of the Cuban tobacco growers came from Cuba to the Dominican Republic, brought the seeds with them, started to grow filler. And because Dominican Republic has similar soil similar to what's in the in Cuba, and they were quite successful, but nobody was successful at growing wrapper. And uh, we somebody came and told Carlos Fuente Jr. <coughs> it can't be done. Whenever you tell Fuente it can't be done, he wants to do yeah. it. And even then, his first three or four crops were failures. They didn't they weren't they didn't burn right, they didn't taste right. There's a learning curve here. You, and back. you were feeling the same way while that was going on. JC Newman was gonna be is was the distributor of Fuente anyway, but now was gonna become the distributor of Opus X. And he's saying, I'm coming out with this project and you <laughs> shaking your head and saying That's crazy. Yeah, it's you not lost gonna work. Your damn mind. And just you know, just like we gave support to, to, to Drew making cigars for two years, you haven't sold the first cigar. Carlos Fuente Sr. gave the same support to his son. He said, you go ahead with it. And it took him years and years before he came out with the FFOX yeah. FFOX cigar. Yeah. So both Drew and Carlito had fathers that were very supportive of their sons, gave them the opportunity, and they gave them the ball. They, they ran, did it. ran with it, yeah. And, and um, I think we have the second success story right here. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, and, and for a whole bunch of reasons. But the cigar is good. It burns well. It tastes good. It is unique, unique in flavor, and people are going to clamor around for this. There's always people that I buy American. Right. Well, here it is, <laughs> the American, right? And you, you got know, six boxes, so yeah. <laughs> don't oversell it. No, no, it's going to be interesting because everybody's going to want to try it. So, well, and I think that's the way we play it up. Is the ones who like it, it are going to say. We'll keep a box for me. <laughs> you never heard that before, have you, David? No, no. It's going to be, you know, limit two singles per person or something like that. And, you know, so people can try it yeah. because you want. Is it, it six boxes per size or six boxes total? Total. <laughs> <laughs> and the way this happened is because we, we, we got a fair amount of Robustos, fair amount of, of uh, Toro. We had very few torpedoes and Churchills because the wrap was too small. So, uh, so the, the initial order, of, they're like sets. Sets of three boxes, you're getting two sets, a Churchill and a Toro, and either a Torpedo or a Churchill, whichever. So it's uh, hopefully we'll grow. So, grow Barry, grow. just be grateful the box count went from 10 to 20. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> right. right. You're Thank getting you. twice as many yeah. as you might have. Thank you for that. <laughs> a lot of history, a lot of story, and we hope to bring people to Tampa. You know, right now, I get credit to uh, Nick Perdomo. He brings a lot of people to his uh, factory in, in Nicaragua. Sure. Same thing with Drew Estates. They have the safaris. They bring people there, and they live the dream. They live the experience. Yeah. It's hard to get to Managua. Then you drive two hours. Yeah. Here you come to Tampa, and you see the whole thing right, right. there. So we hope to uh, bring a lot of people there uh, to be educate them. Not only is it just to see how cigars are made, we want to give cigar seminars, tasting classes, give people a chance to make, make, make their own. C c cigar, maybe the maybe their own blend, 
something that's done in Nicaragua, it's not done in Tampa. That's our long-term vision. One of my favorite stories, uh, you were gracious enough, we had gone on that trip, and I had sent you a message and said, would it be possible, and I'm happy to pay, for my sister to come along because she lives around the corner from your factory? And you said, she'll be my guest, no problem. So we're going through the tour, and our grandfather had passed away the year prior. And as we're looking around at all this equipment that is antiquated as hell, and just kept saying, Grampy would have loved this, Grampy would have loved this. And we were talking about how we should put a little care package together and send you guys as a thank you. And our grandfather's drink of choice was a rusty nail, a little part drambuie and some scotch. And this was his this was his drink of choice. So we thought, how appropriate, we'll send that to you. Well, we're sitting up in that seating area you have, and you said, would anyone like to see the the face of the clock tower and go up on the roof and look around. And her and I were the only two that said, we'll go. We go all the way up and you took us up even another level up to where the clock face is. And we got to see that. Well, on the way down, doesn't she step on a rusty nail and it goes right through her shoe and into her foot. I and felt so bad. <laughs> it was, it was a little thing of my grandfather saying, you guys are on the right track. Unfortunately, she had to go get a tetanus shot, but <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> So, the affection w- went away, didn't it? Yeah, it did. <laughs> Eventually. She kept her foot, mostly. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but that w- we both still look upon that trip as a very fond story. And, and even though she you know, had to get a Band-Aid or whatever, uh, just great that you guys opened up the factory and allowed her to come in and be family and, and us hang out and have that extra time together. So I can't thank you enough for that. Bring her back. But going up that tower... That is not part of our tour. We are no, it's not. Part. It's not part. <laughs> only, only for special people. I, and uh, it's probably closed now forever, thanks the, to her. Well, the rusty nail's been hammered down, so yeah. that that won't happen again. <laughs> yeah. Wow. yeah, our factory used to be known as every cigar factory in Tampa had nicknames back in 1910, 1915. Tell me, it was the rusty nail. <laughs> <laughs> it was El Relo, All the right. clock factory. Because there's the big clock on our tower. Back when the factory was built in 1910, people didn't have clocks or watches. They'd get up by the hourly sound clock, eat and go, eat and go to school, and go, go to bed. In fact, if you came to our factory today, you see an old timer, older than I am, he said, you're going to go visit El Relo. They know exactly what factory you were going to. Because ah. it, was, it was the icon of the industry. And you yeah. used, you, you, uh, used to be able to hear the bell ring. It still rings on the hour all over Ebor. City and it was uh, quite pop popular. And um, in fact, the clock quit ringing from 1950. From 1910, 1950, and then it stopped. We brought it back in 2002, and we have the original clock there. It's one of the only weight-driven clocks in Florida. And Ma- made in Boston. Made in Boston. E. Yeah. Howard, Howard Company. Yeah. E. Howard. Yep. Anyway, and and it's, it still works. Yeah. It's so, so simple. You know, think about our whole industry. My grandfather came, was a hand scar, became a hand scar maker as an apprentice in 1890, went business for himself in 1895. Now we are 124, 125 years later, next year, 125 years, going back to making cigars by hand. Not all that different than my grandfather did 125 yeah. years ago. What other product can you think of in this country that's made the same way it was made a century ago? Right. There are none. None. So it's, it's just kind of special. We love to share it with you. Love to share it with you. Do you love telling the stories? I saw you for three days telling people the different stories. So you still have a strong passion for it, and now your son's coming in and, and obviously has a passion for it too. He's a better talker than than I am. Yeah, as you can believe it. Well, yeah, he can. No, passion is a big part of this thing. 
and your family's been that way forever, you know, uh, that there's so much passion, even with your partners, with the Fuentes and everything, there's so much passion there, and that's what drives it. We were talking about yesterday, you know, if anybody bought us, you know, you can work for all these European companies, nobody in their right mind would do what Carlos Fuente Jr. did, grow tobacco for three years before he had a crop. It, it's not economically feasible. Right. If nobody owned us, they wouldn't spend two years making cigars in this project because it doesn't make sense. It's all a big company. It's all about making the bottom line, the dollar, the as fast the, as the possible. profits. You know, get your return on investment. Um, both Carlito and Drew were fortunate. They have uh, fathers that said, "Go to it, son." And if it's yes. successful, great. If not, you know, that's okay too. Yeah. Yeah. Great. Wonderful story. Thank you so Thanks much. Thanks for giving us the opportunity to tell our story. All right. It was fantastic. Look for those six boxes in a couple weeks. <laughs> yeah, don't, don't look too too much. Ed, don't smoke them all. There's way more people listening to this than I could sell a cigar to for each one of them that's coming. But uh, just uh, look for that day. If you're in the area when it shows up, it shows up. And wherever you are, there's going to be how many stores in the country? About 40. 40 stores in the country. So it's out there. Don't take them all away from me. And they're only getting three boxes. You're oh. getting six. But of course, you have three stores. So. There we go. All right. Thank you. Uh, that's the after show. Uh, next week on the show, we have uh, Arganosa Leaf. No, no. We're doing, uh, that's the following week. Next week, we're doing uh, going into a cigar store, and we're going to pick out the right cigars for you. And uh, we'll go through that whole process with you. It's something that's coming out in Cigar Journal soon. So we'll go uh, touch on that on Saturday's show. Until then, we'll see you. Put the lid end in your mouth. You'll like it. The views and opinions expressed by the hosts, guests, or callers of this program do not necessarily reflect the opinions of the Studio 21 Podcast Cafe, the United Podcast Network, its partners or affiliates.